0: everyone and welcome to the Balanced Purpose Podcast. My name is Ray Trevino and I am your host. Each week we will explore the essential elements of living a fulfilling, balanced and meaningful life. Our podcast brings together entrepreneurs, business executives, coaches and everyday people like you and me who have seen challenges and have overcome adversities to create success and find balance in their lives. Whether you're a young professional seeking to make an impact in your career, a parent looking to balance work and family life, or a retiree seeking to create a new purpose, our podcast is something for everyone. So join us as we delve into the world of living a balanced and purposeful life and discover how you can create a life of balance and purpose for yourself. Today's guest is the president and CEO of ABAM Inc., a financial advising firm in Texas and is also an investor specialist who helps investors earn higher returns on private real estate projects. I'd like to welcome to the show, Shane Walls. Shane, how you doing? Doing good, man. Awesome. Shane, for our audience, would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and maybe throw in a fun fact that most people don't know about you?
1: I've got an investment firm. We have a tax side to our business where we eliminate capital gains, and I've been working with clients selling businesses and selling large assets, real estate, One of my niches is is developers because they sell so much every year, so it kind of helps. And then, you know, I started getting into multifamily, senior living with developers where I raise capital and have become a a general partner with a select few. And so I kind of bring some of that capital where these guys are selling business and help them understand how to invest with some quality guys and get higher returns on their investments on the investment side. So... Tax and real estate is kind of, uh, if you want to label it that way, is is where I kind of came from.
0: Well, you know, when I first met Shane, I, I met you at a local fitness center in Spring Branch, Texas. After getting to know you, I was like, wow, this guy, this guy's a hustler and not a hustler in the sense where, you know, oh, I'm working 24 seven and making that money, but a person who can identify opportunity, move in and capitalize and without having to work 24 seven, you can just see it, view it. And the way you explain your projects, you always make things sound so simple. And I know they're not, there's so many moving parts. I was truly impressed when I first met you and I still am on how you see possibilities and you connect dots. Have you always had that type of mindset?
1: Yeah. And so it's like, I think with anyone, it's like, you got to figure out what your strengths are, you know, what you're good at. And you focus on that and let other people be the other parts. My strength is building relationships and connecting dots, like you said. So that's how I've done everything is pretty much by meeting people, building relationships where they have a lot of trust in what I'm doing and being simple about what you're talking about. I always have you call it a pitch, but I don't like to say that because it sounds kind of cheesy. But you have to have something that piques people's interest on what you're talking about. I have a simple format and then obviously when someone is interested in what we're doing, like you are, you know, it's like you're interested in investing in this just by some simple things I was telling you about. Uh and then, you know, getting the guys that are behind the scenes, the developers, get into the details, which is what they like to do. That's their strength. So yeah, I mean it's like Just figuring out, you know, what you're good at and sticking with that and then building out everything around you that's going to help you be successful. You know, I'm a simple guy. I like to have the hundred foot view and then I bring in the other experts that give all the detail to everything that I'm doing. I've always done that from day one in my businesses. And so, I mean, I had a landscape business a long time ago, so I was the guy that did everything. But, you know, that was totally different. This is much more complex work that we do people will say, why don't you be the developer and go out and buy the land? And I'll start giving some details of why I would never do that. You can make a mistake just like that. They do geotech, survey, all this stuff that they do. It's stuff that a normal person wouldn't know. So you just know better than to try to even do it yourself after you really learn how good these
0: guys are. So you just mentioned that you had a landscape business. When did your interest in investing begin and putting people together?
1: So from high school i worked for a company for one summer mowing lawns right and then i was like okay you know what i'm not gonna make eight dollars or seven dollars whatever we're making back then i said i'm gonna go out and find my own clients and i can mow three yards a week and make what i'm making there you know working for those guys every day so i had a real successful lawn business and uh and then i had guys working for me anyway you know, early on in my twenties after college, you know, uh, I didn't finish college. I went three years and, you know, I partied and had a great time. And, you know, my parents were mad, but I was like, you know what? I learned a lot because I was a social guy and I knew that I didn't need a degree to do what I needed to do. I wasn't in medical side or engineering where you really do need a degree. And I was like, oh, I always had real confident. And I was like, I'm not really worried about it. the first job. I went out selling copiers and you had to have a degree to get the job. I got the job anyway. And I did that for a while, but then I got into, a uh, my dad was in the insurance business, selling health insurance and stuff. And in my early 20s, there was a, an, a, a firm out of, I, don't, I can't remember how I got connected to these guys, but it was life insurance. So I started doing that. And the guy was mentoring me. To this day, we're still great friends. He had a lot to do with me being successful from early on. Taught me how to go in and sell these things. I listened to him. And finally, I started doing it by myself. But that led to the investment side and all the stuff that I've done later on. So I went back to the drawing board at one point I was working with my ex in San Antonio. I moved to San Antonio because it just made sense because my son was there. She said, "Hey, if you're going to do that, then I'm going to let you come in with my company, you know." So she wanted to really be a partner. It never kind of worked out that way, but uh I, I did some stuff with her. So I met all these business owners. That's that's kind of what I did. I I was connecting dots, helping her get relationships with some larger companies so they could work together on these uh, bids that they have where they got these huge contracts with the government. And then when I found out it wasn't going to be really part of the equity side of that or ownership, I started talking to my sister's husband, which was in the insurance business as well and the investment side. And that's how I kind of got involved in that. And he was showing me some of the cases that they were doing on the life insurance side with estate planning and stuff like that. And I was like, I can do this. So anyway, I converted, left that company, got my series six and 65 and went down that road and worked with him and started working with these business owners that I had relationships with already. And they're like, yeah, Shane, come in and do all of our buy, sale key, man, you know, estate planning because they had guys, but they didn't have the level of relationships that we had. So I brought in my expert guys with me. I wasn't, you know, this is where it gets kind of complicated. And so guys were flying to town that were like with Hartford and with Pack Life and come in there and help me sell it. And I would just connect the dots. So at that point is like, okay, what do I need to do every day to get to where I need to be? Right. So I started doing a ton of marketing and meeting people and, and got involved in, You know, building those relationships and working with other people that we could network together, CPAs in town that I had met through some other people. And like I was telling uh, this trainer that comes over to our house and trains us on Mondays and Tuesdays, I'm mentoring some guys and he's one of them. I was telling him yesterday, I was like, when you meet somebody and you're networking with them, I said, go get them a client first. Cause they're going to say, nobody's ever actually sent me a client. People just want to be selfish. You want to go in and meet somebody that's going to send you business, but you don't really think about most of the time sending them business first. And that's how I got some traction right off the bat. I started sending people business because I knew this client, I was like, look, call this lady. She can really help you. And they would do it. So anyway, I started networking and started writing some really large cases on the life insurance side, started gathering some assets on the asset management side. And so that's really how I got got my business started. And like I tell everybody else, in the beginning, you're going to work on the marketing side, getting your business off the ground. If you don't market, you're not going to ever grow your business. I mean, you got to get out there and make it happen.
0: You know, through everything that you've said, I've identified what your superpower is. It is relationships and it's bringing together teams that are going to provide the answers that that you don't have. you said a, a key statement so I have a business coach too and the first thing he asked me to do is figure out who you need to become in order to accomplish the goals you want. It sounds like that's exactly what what you did. you know who do I need to be to be able to grow and scale my business to where it needs to be and and the fantastic thing about you Shane is that you knew that you didn't have all the answers and you knew to make the right contacts to be able to build and create this this empire that you have now, which is awesome. Now I'm going to switch directions on you because you said you have a trainer that comes over to the house. Out of everything that's going on in your life, you're a husband, you're a father, you've got clients, you'd like to travel. How does Shane Walls find balance? How do you balance your life? So
1: just like me and you, Matt, some of my best friends have come from the gym. Not everybody is going to do this, but I think by working out, keeping yourself fit and keeping yourself looking good and clean cut, you know, just all that kind of stuff. It's helped my business tremendously because I I walk into a room. You know, and I get immediate respect because of that. And I think it's super important, super, super important to keep yourself healthy. So, number one is health above all this other stuff. I tell everybody that I'm like, I said, your number one thing should be your health, keeping fit and trying to, you know, do some cardio at least, because that's going to keep us going, right? So, my number one appointment every day is the gym, or it doesn't have to be the gym, but it's like, okay, I'm either walking, I'm hiking back here. We have a full blown weight room in the Lake Tahoe house here. So, it makes it easier because, You have to drive down the hill to go to the gym. So it takes a little more time to get to the gym than it does in Texas. Yeah, so it's like, that has helped my career for sure because you're gonna go through a lot of stress early on in your business. And that is the stuff that keeps you sane. And so I would always get up in the mornings early. I'd work out first, eat a good breakfast, have some coffee, get some work done, get on your calls, I try to get all my stuff done early. So when in the afternoons, I may have a few little things going on, but not a lot. You know, everybody's got a different schedule a little bit. And so I think it's important to figure out how you can make that schedule work to your advantage.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I know when you and I have seen each other, when you're here in Texas, uh, you'll walk into the gym and you'll see me on the treadmill. And that's usually where I I, I integrate things together. I'll go through my emails and I'll kind of build my day around that that intro cardio or whatever it is. And then I'll, I'll check stocks, you know, when I'm almost done, that way it can fuel my workout because uh, looking at the stock market kind of makes me angry sometimes. <laughs> now, moving forward, I mean, you seem like you are driven with a purpose. What does purpose mean to you and how do you define it in your life? Purpose is like you it kind of gets back to the balance. It's like, I want
1: to I make sure I make enough money for my family, you know, to, to have the things we want and we need uh money's not everything but it definitely definitely helps a lot and it's a lot more fun to have it because of the stability but uh, it all leads back into the balance side of it It's like i want to be able to you know at some point have it where i've got re- reoccurring income coming in where i don't have to do anything that i want to but this is important from the beginning it's like you need to save most of your money you're making cuz most people will start being successful and start making a bunch of money and they go buy exotic cars boats big houses they're not saving any money I didn't grow up like that. So I had luckily I had some good values from my dad, you know, learn a lot about money. So we saved. And Trisha was like, I was showing her these cases we're doing. And she's like, well, show me the money. That kind of pissed me out. But I was like, <laughs> all right. I was, so I started showing her, but she said, well, I don't see any of that. And I said, well, you won't see much of it because we're going to save most of it for the next five to seven years. And then you'll see what happens. And so that was the plan. She was a needle, a needle nurse practitioner. So we'd been coming out to Tahoe for about You know seven years and trying to stay out here renting nice houses with views and and i was like okay i told her i said we need to buy a house out here now and and she said really and i said yeah so i started looking and uh anyway i when i was looking i was coming out here without her and she said well i'm not going to be able to spend that much time out there if i'm you know while i'm working and stuff she said so does it make sense for us to do that and she didn't know the plan so i already planned on once we move out here that she could just quit and so she didn't know that piece of it. And yeah, you know, I didn't know if I was going to have to tell her or not. I was just going to try to surprise her anyway. So we found this house at one point and made an offer. And then she was really freaking out because I got a bunch of friends out here too. And we play golf and all kinds of stuff all the time. So she's sitting there thinking, I don't have that many friends out there yet because we'd been coming out here sporadically. And so, uh, anyway, so at one point she thought I was, had met somebody <laughs> <laughs> or something. So I was like, I said, okay, let me tell you the deal. I had to tell her and spring it on her. So it's was like, when I told her, she just started crying. And I was like going, I said, no, you're you're going to be with me. I said, you just didn't know that. And I didn't want to tell you. I know now I need to tell you. So so you know what's going on. So anyway, we, we bought the house. So when we started moving out here, I said, look, here's what I want you to do. I want you to buy everything that we have in our Spring Branch, Texas house. And I said, don't hold back. Let's we'll get everything here that we have there. And I said, we're, we're going to just do the whole thing. And so Started doing that. Then she was like, "There was another issue popped up in her mind." So one day she 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 said, "Hey, I need to, I need to ask you this because she said this is so weird because we haven't really spent any money all these years and now I'm seeing all this." She said, "Do you do you like have cancer or something?"
0: <laughs> oh no, oh, no. I said no. So
1: I sat her down and said, "Remember when we were telling you this? I said there's going to be a day where we never have to worry about anything again and we can do anything we want to do." And I said, we're at that point now. So now you're going to see where everything flip-flops. But that was six or seven years ago that I told her, we're not going to spend a lot of this money. We're going to save it and invest it and let it grow where we could just quit everything we're doing and, and live off what we got coming in. And I said, we could do that now. But I said, I'm just now really getting going on this real estate stuff. And, and so I said, it's just going to get better. But it's kind of a funny story because it's like we were the ones that didn't blow a lot of money in the beginning we just grew it all and and it's got ridiculous and I'm like going okay I said now we can buy whatever we want we can go where we want we can do whatever we want so anyway so that's kind of the story of how we've converted from the beginning until where we are right now
0: that's a great story and it's a valuable lesson too of course on on people that are finding success and finding a little bit of wealth and yeah, they want to go buy all the shiny objects and show off and say, Hey, look at me, but you never know what's going to happen. And best advice is to save and establish a base to where you don't have right. to worry about money in the future. I can't wait to go see the house, which hopefully is sometime soon. Maybe in the winter, we'll go up there and ski or something. Yeah, whatever. Let me know. Moving forward to the future. What legacy do you hope to leave behind through your purpose and the work that you do?
1: Uh, You know, Legacy-wise, obviously, I'll leave some for the family. you know, I just I want to be able to give back along the way, which is what I'm doing now in a bunch of different ways. And I have from the beginning, it's like now we get to go anywhere we want to go, but we, we have these restaurants we go to around the lake, like today, and we'll go uh, we've been doing this from the beginning since we moved out here, but we'll go have a lunch and maybe pay 50 bucks for it, but I'll tip 100. Almost every week that we go do this and all these restaurants, like they know us, you know, they're like, I can text the manager. Hey, can you get us the table? And it's hard to get tables at these places because they're packed all the time. And they'll get us a table right on the glass. So building these little relationships and trying to give back to help these daily people that we run into that are working really hard. People that actually work, you know, it's these restaurants were suffering around here because of COVID because it's so expensive to live on this side of the lake. And people couldn't find housing, so we're just trying to help where we can. And obviously, given to the church and you know the, the spiritual side, keeping that in balance, you know, which sometimes is not easy because you know when you have money, you have a little more stability. You don't you don't have as many problems. Well, you have problems, but not like you did before, where you're having to pray about every little thing. And sometimes I forget about that, so I have to re, refocus on that side. It's like okay, without that, none of this other stuff would have happened, and I know that. So mm-hmm. having a balance of keeping yourself in check and not getting out of hand, keeping your business running, you know, having plenty of time to take your like, You know, that's why we have date day on Wednesdays, middle of the week. I usually work all day on Mondays, work half day on Tuesdays, play golf. Wednesdays, we take off, we go do our our date day. But I spend a lot of time with my wife, whereas I see a lot of these other guys don't. And I think, you know, if you want to have a good relationship, you got to balance that out, make sure she feels like, you know, you want to be around her. So, we do that. But I do want to be around her. So it, it, it's easy for me. <laughs> like on Wednesday, it's a wet woody Wednesday. So all these guys get on these two big boats and they spend time. But I haven't done that once because I'd rather do it with my wife. So They're like, Shane, when are you going to come with us? I'm like, dude, why would I go with a bunch of dudes when I can have my wife? And then we go to a little cove and she puts on her bikini. And it's too bad if everybody has to hear this, but it's like, I was like, I'd much rather hang out with her in a cove than hang out with you guys all day, you know? So, and they just, they they think it's crazy. They're like, this, we love Shane because he's, he'll, he'll, tell you, he'll tell you straight, you know? And so we'll, and they're not supposed to talk to anybody there, any women or anything when they're there. It's kind of like a country club, old school country club where it's all guys and no women allowed. So it's kind of, they're kind of like that, but they'll sneak down to our table and talk to us and, you know, they don't want to get in trouble, but it's really funny how all that stuff plays out. But I'm like, it's important to have your, you know, to have a relationship with whoever you're with to keep that going. Cause without that, I wouldn't have, I will not be where I'm at today without her. Cause she made it where I could concentrate solely on my business. And that, that's a huge deal. I f- sometimes I'll forget about that, but I'm like, I'll tell people I'm like, Oh yeah. And my wife, when we got married, quit going out. I wasn't involved in all the stuff I used to be involved in. I had way more time I'd spend on my business. And so that's
0: a big deal too. That's awesome. I, have the exact same values. I love to spend as much time with my family and wife as possible. And ironically, Wednesday is our date day too. so we're we're gonna go to this new steakhouse up the road called forty five Oaks today at five o'clock. but Wednesday's a great day for a date day. Yeah, no it is and and one thing one thing that I found too in in marriage and in having that partner is that it creates stability in your life, right? because if you don't have that stability, no telling what you'd be doing. I know for myself, I'd probably be all over the place. We're a lot alike in that sense. It helps us to be a lot more stable. <laughs> mm, yeah,
1: <laughs> I agree. Well, look, I mean, out here, these people are wild and crazy, all of them. And it's like, they're fun. But like guess I play golf and uh too many people drink too much out here. So we definitely not want to get involved in all that stuff. So we had a little too much fun last summer. And we're like, we're not doing that this summer. You know, it's like keeping that balance too. It's like, you don't want to overdo it on any of that stuff. So these guys will finish playing golf and their, their wives will meet them out, but they go out to the bowling alley and I'm sure they were out to 11 or 12 last night. We just don't partake in that side of it. And and that's part of the balance. Yep. Right. I don't want to croak it at 60, you know, or 55 even it's like, I see too many people having heart attacks, but it's because they're partying too hard. They're not taking care of themselves they're not, you know, not doing the things that they need to do to have a, have a, a better life like that.
0: That's all super important from from health, which health is your wealth to having that stability through a wholesome marriage. But I like the fact that you brought up spirituality a few times too. you know, having an attitude of gratitude is super important. And I think the universe pays us back for how we serve. Now one final question. In today's world, many people are out there struggling to actually find their purpose and meaning in their lives. You have a pretty diverse background, you've succeeded in a lot of things. What advice would you give someone who is currently searching for their purpose?
1: You know, because I have that business background, that's where I relate to people so much on purpose. If somebody's lost in other areas, that may not be my strength to be able to help those guys. But if you're talking business wise, you you have to I think it takes time because I didn't really get started until I was 40, 42 or something like that. So I was trying to figure out my purpose where I needed to fit in at, you know, all these years. And I think it's fine. Try some different things, but don't just sit there stagnant. Go do something. Get out there and make it happen. Mm -hmm. Some people sit around and think too much. I was never like that. You got to be busy because one thing will lead to the other. Like I tell people, it's like, as long as you're surrounded by people all the time, you're going to figure it out. If you just sit there and think about it and be stagnant, that'll never work out. (laughs) Because people try to overthink stuff all the time. And I'm like, you got to keep it simple. But at the same time, you need to keep a work ethic, keep it going. That's why I don't get involved with people unless I know they got great work ethic. These guys I'm mentoring, there's another guy uh, here locally. And there's some back in Texas too, but these guys are driven. So you want to get that drive in play and make it happen. And you'll figure it out a lot quicker. Because you, you need to be stable and get, make some money to have more purpose so you can do things and figure that side out. But if you, if you sit around too much and you think about it and you're not really busy, that's a bad place to be. So I, I would tell people, get out there. Do what you like to do. Not everything's going to work out like that, but try to figure out something where you enjoy what you're doing because you're going to be, that's where you're going to be a lot of your Mm -hmm. life. Probably 75% or more are not happy where they're at. This is what some people tell me. Well, Shane, you know, you started a business and that's just so risky. I think of it the opposite. I say, if you're working for somebody, I got a lot of corporate friends around here. And they keep getting cut and they're trying to get equity in a company. Something happens and then they lose all that time they put in to build that company up. You know, just like one of these guys, he was supposed to get on his exit 60 million and they sell the company. Well, the majority shareholder said, no, we don't want to sell it. We're going to hang on to it. And so he doesn't have the time to wait around. So he had to make himself get fired to get 2 million out of the deal. And then he has to go start over again. To me, that's, that's so risky to me. I'm like, I, I can control my own destiny. Is it hard up front? It's absolutely hard. The hardest thing you can do but it's like once you get something going and you build it yourself nobody can take it away from you and that's why like you were talking about earlier i was like well, if you save your money up front you know and you're and you're doing really well it's going to help you to where you can get through that period even if something didn't work out at least you made some money you you've saved it instead of blowing it all and then something doesn't work out and then you, all of a sudden you have nothing again you got to start all over because then you need some capital to go start up. you know what you're going to start up again Trust me, I've been through a few little cycles where I went down, but I still had saved some money, where it didn't hurt so bad, and I didn't have to go to work for somebody. That was the big thing to me. Is like, I want to make sure I got enough money in case this doesn't work out long term, that I can start something else and not have to go work for somebody. And that that was the, that's been the case since I did work for somebody at one point, uh, which was my ex, uh, which was fine. It was more like an owner, but still, I didn't get the ownership. So I was like, okay, I'm exiting out because that doesn't make any sense for me. And she could cut me anytime. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's true. And there's days where she did, but she always called me, I don't i got sorry, I blew up <laughs> on you. But to me, the risk is working for somebody else versus starting your own business. And again, that's not for everybody. I understand that. But that's that's my take on that, my opinion. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And a big thing about that is that less than 1% of companies have a severance package that's going to be able to support someone exiting out, especially to start their own business. So that's a great point to think about for people out there listening. And then a couple of things working for your ex, you can actually get cut literally and physically. <laughs> so you got to, you got to watch that.
1: We have a great relationship, but yeah, it, it was uh it was volatile <laughs> sometimes, but I, I learned just to not say anything and, and just go play golf that day and, or a couple of days, you know, and just kind of come back. she comes come back around, but it was, it was an interesting time period, but it wasn't, you know, more than a year. I was like, okay, this is, I gotta, I gotta go back out on my own because this ain't going to work.
0: Yeah. And, and, and on the physical side, you're doing great. Cause you don't look a day over 40. I got to tell you that you look fantastic, Shane.
1: Appreciate it. Some days I feel a lot older, but it's like, you know, as long as I'm getting good sleep, a lot of people can't sleep well, you really got to figure that out. Cause that's a big deal. I've always been able to sleep well, but I have nights where my mind just, won't shut off because I'm thinking about all this stuff. And you wake up the next morning, it's like, Shane, what is wrong with you now? Like, okay, Shane, come on, just quit thinking about that. So I think, you know, sleeping is, that's another balance, but we do everything we can do. I mean, you know, my wife is, she figures out all the healthy stuff and we just do it together. And she cooks like most of these people go out to dinner all the time here. We cook most of the time, but we're going to dinner today. We'll, we'll have our dinner nights, but at the same time, we try to cook more to have healthier food and that'll keep you a lot younger organic food and all that kind of stuff so
0: that yeah that's a discussion you and i've had many times and we could probably do a whole podcast show on nutrition and health and the foods that we eat and what's better for our body easily now i know you said you were slowing down on the tax side and if any of our listeners wanted to get to know more about you and your services is there a website or email they can go to
1: they can email me i've actually shut down the website because i'm just kind of done with that side and i'm just more of an investor and I do raise some capital for deals. So if people are looking for good places to put their money to work and these multifamily and senior living, they can uh, email me Shane, S H A N E, at advisor, A D V I S O R bridge, B R I D G E, info, I N F O dot com. Yeah, that's a long email. I wish I would have shortened that a long time ago, but I've got it down now. So Shane at advisorbridgeinfo.com. Well,
0: perfect, Shane. I really appreciate you taking the time today and being a part of our show. We've gained a lot of insights and takeaways. and It's been great to hear all about your life. Thanks, Rick. Take care guys. Balanced Purpose Podcast was created and hosted by me, Ray Trevino, and is produced and edited by Nick Galtney. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Check us out at balancedpurposepodcast.com and on Instagram at Podcast. Remember, finding your purpose is a journey, not a destination, and it takes time and effort to achieve balance. Make it a great day.